this episode, I'm joined by Pink and Blue, Sam, Josie, and Dave Wick from the Stereo app. We discuss the potential for World War III and what might lead us there, as well as the corruption of three-letter agencies, money laundering, drug smuggling, and human trafficking. Stay tuned. Voicing this and that. Third-party yeah. LC, let us credit. And there is a lot of offshore kind of accounts. Like, for example, you know this country called Monaco? Yeah, I know, yeah. Monaco, Panama, Dubai, Cayman all these places. Cayman Islands. You're smart, Josie. I like you. If ever I start money laundering, you should come and be my partner. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you think. <laughs> and Sam is our getaway driver. He's the one who will help us get away. He owns the private oh, jet. Yeah. I have read it all, man. I have been there. <laughs> Bro, of all the... Of all, listen, there's a show called Ozark. You should watch that. It's amazing. The whole show is about money laundering. It's amazing. Try to watch it and let me know what you think. Hey, hey uh, and another... Ozark, Ozark. I'll send the send it to you. All right. How's everybody doing? I know it's a big... It's a big business, man, laundering money, third, taking third-party LC and stuff, over-invoicing, under-invoicing, this and that. Okay, Ozark, yeah, yeah I got it, man. Yeah, so I got to tell you another thing. The key is when you're dealing directly with the product, like the bad products, weapons or drugs or whatever you're dealing with, you see directly what your product is doing to people, right? It's harming them, it's killing them. But when you're laundering money, you don't get to see directly what the product that the money was used for uh, is causing the damage, right? You don't get to know that. You don't see it in front of you, right? I know how so, you don't know how it is being used in a way. Uh, yeah, yeah. They just keep putting it in your account, and you have to wash it. You know, you just have to wash it. You have to make it. Uh, ba- it you just bounces on and off, on and off from one account to another account. Yeah, and in the yeah. middle, you make those percentage yeah, it's and like, commission. Yeah, you keep uh, diluting the money. Keep diluting it till it, the part of the money looks like it's legitimate. You yeah. understand? You keep diluting. It's yeah, like, no, you know, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this thing, it's this like, thing has been going on like I don't know. Like it's almost like seven point two billion. Like every year, like uh, from my country, money is been laundered. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's what I'm saying. You know what? There's a saying in economics. The closer you are to money, the richer you get. <laughs> you know? Man. Hey, Dave, what's up? Money laundering. Up, now, that's a business money. I can get behind. Yes, and in friend. <laughs> so there, there was a... Um, there was a scandal there was a scandal where the CIA was found to be the owning interest of a bank and that bank believe it or not was you know doing billions of dollars Texas, worth of money laundering a lot of, uh, like almost all the bank does it officially on on officially it's it's just the bank shows they are doing it legally and you don't raise any questions it's the banks who facilitate this kind of, you know, transactions. Or else yeah, how and are the, you the, being able to move this money, man? It's an inside yeah, job. 
you can't the thing is how much how much money can you move without the help of the banks that's the question here. yeah that's you cannot thing. move money at all yeah. you you can probably move 500000 but that's the maximum you can move when it comes to millions yeah, and billions like of he, dollars you need the bank yeah that's the thing man um, most of like the Pablo, things like are done by like over invoicing or by under invoicing like you're buying like $1 per pen for like $1000 and you're taking the money out nine ninety nine from exactly. that exactly that's what, that's what I so okay when I was younger right when I was nineteen twenty I did that in a small scale for someone okay so we had to make uh we had to make fake invoices okay and you have to adjust it it's crazy how they do it right you have to have a deal and with the supplier is, and you need to yeah it's and, like a, you have to make a like shell company you are the middle band yes. And you like from the supplier, you take the invoice, you make your own invoice from your company, you overprice it and send it to the other like buyer. And like he makes the transaction, opens the LC and stuff, gives gives it to you. You, you, know, you, know, you know how crazy it is? So <clears throat> Mexican drug money comes in large amounts to America, right? So now what they yeah. do is they sell that send that money to the op- opium farmers. And they use that to run, uh, so they can't trace it from where it's coming. You understand? Um, yeah. It's dirty money, man. It's dirty money, bro. No, it's I was crazy. watching. Was... I was watching like they over there, like in like I guess it's the yeah they over there. HSBC was involved in those kind of transactions. Yeah, they were. I just found. Uh, I just found the one I was talking about from an article in the Washington Post from 1991, the Bank of Credit and Commerce International. They're saying, um, nicknamed the Bank of Crooks and Criminals, lurid rumors and allegations have suggested that the agency used the bank for covert operations, secret deals, and even unauthorized off-the-shelf dirty trick schemes, which could be perpetrated without repercussions for the agency by using a black network of thugs and assassins run out of the bank's head office in Pakistan. Yeah, hey, man. They cannot about... do it don't... openly. That's the only way they can do it, man. They cannot oh, yep. do it in a little don't, way. Don't it, it also happens in a massive amount in the uh, UK as well. Yeah. Yeah, I know, man. I've, I've had this theory for a while that it seems that wherever the U.S. military is bank, becomes the center of drug laundering, called, drug, right? Uh, uh, BNP. Yeah, you know BNP all the you know all the seized seized products. The seized products they are actually used by the CIA to make other like they sell that shit to make more money and use it for right. CIA to bribe people and shit. There you go. You know and, that? you know, yeah. and look at Afghanistan taking over as the world's leading producer of opium and heroin after the U.S. military arrived there. It didn't used to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing. You know, almost the all, all long and crazy wars, they're fought on some sort of drug. For example, the World War II was fought on meth by the Germans. Germans and the Japanese. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even Do- you can't have a cousin for account, There was opium war in China as well. Opium war. Like China yeah. was heavily addicted with opium. The, the Chinese were much different now than they, like, than they were before. Like the Chinese before were ruthless. They never gave a shit. 
Yeah, those were crazy yeah. people. But yeah, now the they're opium more common. The Even opium in Thailand, it got crazy as well. Same thing happening in Philippines as well. Bro, the thing with Philippines is there is American base there. So most of the people there have some kind of American genes in them. You understand what I'm saying? They do. They do now. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. That is, like, that is also, Philippines is also good, no, well known for money laundering as well right now. Yeah, and uh, the thing about Philippines is uh, now the, the, they are doing all American things. They listen to rap and they play basketball all the time and that's all they do, you know. And the thing with Filipinos are then they are very fast with the their handles, but they're not gifted uh, vertically that much. So, you know, no matter how much handles they do, when they reach near the ring, they get eaten out. Yeah, it's interesting. Like with the opium war, the UK was forcing China to take opium. And um, it's wild. You know, it's it's the history that you're never taught in school, right? It's the dark truth of history. And my theory, I have another theory about why Vietnam went on so long, because it was right next to what used to be the leading producer of opium at that time, which was the Golden Triangle of Laos, Cambodia and Thailand. Exactly. And the, 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 the crazy part is most of this, uh, most of these wars are benefiting like money launderers, drug traffickers, human traffickers, and weapon smugglers. They're the ones and who make the most money. And banks. And banks. And yeah, banks. don't forget the banks. Yeah. Because it all has to go through the bank, through a bank, and the bank makes money anytime money goes through it. Yep. Yeah, you know, I was I did a podcast where I was talking about American interests, right? We're always told that we're going to war to protect American interests. But it's not the interest of the people. It's it's what you said, Dave. It's the interest of large corporations, bankers, um, you know. Not the people. Exactly. I, I, that's 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 all I'm gonna say. It's, it's money is concentrated on a very low, small percentage of people, and that's that's the thing is the only way you can stop that is when money is not the resource anymore. You know, like right. money itself goes into oblivion. That that's not gonna happen anytime soon. But I don't know. Uh, what if all the farmers decide that we are not going to fucking give you any more food? We're going to use it for ourselves. Then we are fucked, right? right? Money has no its value. <laughs> right, exactly. In a, in a situation like that, a piece of paper isn't going to feed you. That's true. And so tell me more what you... Uh, um, I have a question. What do you think about the World War how do you think it's going to come out like? How do you think it's going to come up? Well, part of me thinks we may have already started it with biological warfare. Um, and, you know, and if not, then I think that we're doing a slow trickle heading towards it by posturing, uh, posturing against China with Taiwan. Like, why do we really care what China does with Taiwan? 
Look at Hawaii. We're doing the same thing with Hawaii. China's not telling us you need to let Hawaii be free, right? Um, so, you know, the United States is, are complete hypocrites. It's do as we say, not as we do. We're the only country that's ever used a nuclear bomb in aggression, and we did it twice on a civilian population, yet we have the balls to say Iran can't have nuclear power, let alone a nuclear weapon. Like, really? What gives us the right to say that? Um, but, so I think but, but, I think we're posturing with Taiwan and with Ukraine. Ukraine is poking poking the bear, messing with Russia, trying to chip away at them economically. Um, so we're kind of doing economic war with China and Russia already. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, I'd rather have an even war than Russia being pushed into a corner because um, the thing is... We, the, Bro, the problem is American president right now, I'm sorry if you guys are liberals, I apologize, but American president right now is not taking the lead. He's not able to take the lead, bring people to the table, have a conversation, come up with a really good deal that could end this war. Instead, he's like taking the side of Ukraine and funding them heavily and giving them all these weapons. But you know that all these weapons will not stand against Russia's nuclear power, right? There's no way. I mean, it's the equivalent of Texas going to war against the United States. There's no hope that Ukraine is ever going to be victorious. I mean, that's a pipe dream. And anybody that thinks that isn't paying attention to well, you know, military advisors, any, any experienced general is saying that there's no hope of Ukraine winning. Um, but, but I was watching this program and they released this thing a paper written by the Rand Corporation, which is a think tank, a conservative neocon think tank. They wrote this paper um, saying the best way to weaken Russia was to provoke a proxy war with Ukraine. And then they went through a checklist of how we would do it and what the possible repercussions would be. And it's basically a blueprint of exactly what's happening right now. So, you know, this is this has all been planned out for well over a decade. How do you know that wasn't possibly misinformation? Uh, look it up. The Rand Corporation. It's a, no, you know, I'm just saying, like, how do you know that, that like that checklist, everything, you know, like it's just like a, a facade. You know what I mean? Well, there is no checklist. I'm just saying that the paper that the Rand Corporation wrote documents everything that has panned out to be reality you know right, so it's right. kind of like the, so it's kind of like uh like the project for the new american century they released mm -hmm. a document before 9 11 about how the mm -hmm. united states would remain would would control world hegemony and it said barring a new catastrophe barring a catastrophe like a new pearl harbor this is going to be a long and arduous journey. Oh, and guess what? They got their new Pearl Harbor. Right, right. I guess my point was like, or I, my question was like, how do you know that, yeah, like that what is being displayed as Ukraine chipping away at, at you, uh, Russia's economy or, or whatever is actually what's going on? Well, it's one of the only things that really makes sense when you look at all the information, right? Why? First of all, why do we care about Russia so much? Second of all, 
why are we supporting what everybody's calling the most corrupt country in Europe, Ukraine? Um, why are we backing in Nazi forces within their military, right? The Azov Battalion, straight up yeah. Nazis. There was a there was an image of um, Zelensky, and in the background was were his bodyguards, and one of them had his back to Zelensky. On the back of this guy's helmet was, I think it's called the Wolfschmod or Wolf something, but it's a a patch that is. Hitler's bodyguards used to wear it. So here's Damn. Zelensky's own bodyguards wearing Nazi regalia. Interesting. So, so they're trying to like revive Hitler's dream. I don't know about that, but there are legitimate Nazis. I mean, you can see images all over the internet if you dig hard enough, of where these these soldiers yeah. have Nazi swastika tattoos. Um, Nazi emblems on their uniforms, flying Nazi flags. Uh, Christopher Hedges, a, a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, has done a lot of uh, reporting about this. And he's saying that we in the West aren't getting any real news on this. And and he's having to look at publications yeah. from different parts of the world to get, um, you know, legitimate yeah. reports on what's going on because we're being so propagandized. That was pretty pretty much my like uh, question and point like like it's uh, yeah like how do how do you know the information and I'm not trying to argue with you I'm just legitimately asking you like how do you know that yeah like what you're consuming is legit right you know because like it's so crazy the world we live in today right like we we can't physically be there right you know and uh, like they can like lay it out you know organize it and say yeah this is what's happening they can even show footage or whatever you know and say see here are the results but like like yeah i guess i was just asking like how do you know for sure because because i have no idea how to know you know does that make sense and what is a pulitzer yeah. prize uh it's a it's an award given to uh journalists and authors like the nobel prize but for journalism kind of yeah similar to that hell yeah cool um I'm looking up to see if I can find any info on that Rand Corporation thing. I saw it. I heard about it on the Jimmy Dore show. Um, I'm searching to see if I searching to see if I can find any any articles on it. Thanks, dude. I was actually trying to take a nap, so I'm too lazy to go out and do any of this. Though. So I appreciate you answering my questions and letting me interject. Oh yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Thanks for bringing it up. Sorry guys, I was listening to guys though. So I gotta say something very important here. Um, I like what Trump said. I'm I'm not a Trump supporter, by the way. He said, "I don't see the need that we have to be at war or be hostile towards Russia. I think it's much more beneficial if you know, uh, if you are in good terms with them. You understand? I think." We could have brought, like, if it was a president who had who had made peace with, um, who was at peace with Putin, like, he could have solved this war before it even started. But the, the current government is, like, so self... See, I've never seen a bunch of people cancel a lot, everybody to the, to the point where they cancel themselves. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. I, well, I... They kept canceling everybody, and then at some point they started canceling themselves. That's a good point. I got canceled. My YouTube channel got taken down. 
They're talking about Ukraine and COVID. Dude, they fucking turned my MySpace into like some music fucking pro shit. It's fucking annoying. It's your fault. Why are you still using MySpace? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I used to like Tumblr because I think Tumblr is basically what Instagram used to be back in the day, right? Oh, yes. Dude, so have I ever shown you my like idea for social media? Like the, like the, the UX and everything? Dave? What no. did you say? I, can you repeat? Have oh, I ever shown dude. you? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I ever shown you my, uh, like, my idea for Resonate and like the UX and like the wireframes and how I would lay out the app and the website and shit? Dave, you there, brother? With, with the Are you talking to me or which Dave? I'm talking to you, Dave. <laughs> yeah, you're the only one I know. Well, I know. <laughs> Well, I know, and another <laughs> thing, but I'm talking with the Dave that has it on his Dave name. Okay, right, so... so uh, you want me to call so Daft Punk to be more clear? <laughs> yeah, Daft Punk is better, yes. Daft Punk is better. Daft Punk, okay, I got, have I ever shown I you to my wife? Before. I got a question yeah, to ask yeah. email. I'm not trying to a big brother, little brother you, but... No. Um, I love you and all, and but just yeah, yeah. take better care of your sleep, okay? Oh, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I 100% agree with you there. Yeah, and uh, please okay. hydrate and stop. Like, I know you, yep. you're considering some substances, but make sure you keep it very limited. So, you know, when you take a lot of it, your brain is going to be active and your body's going to be tired all the time. I know, yeah. I your, mean, mind is yeah going, like... your mind is going at the speed of light and your body is like moving like a snail. Thank you for calling me I just me out, found bro. something. I just found something really interesting in searching for the 2019 paper that the Rand Corporation did. I found one they did in 1972, and it's it's from their it's it's you know it's their legitimate document. It's got their labeling all over it, and uh, it's titled "Overextending and Unbalancing Russia: Addressing the Impact of Cost-Imposing Options." Economic cost imposing measures, um, hey, expanding U.S. energy production, imposing deeper gonna, trade and financial sanctions, increasing Europe's ability to import gas from suppliers other than Russia. That's um, wild. Encouraging the immigration from Russia of skilled labor and well-educated youth. So it's 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 a think tank looking at how to to tank a country, how to you know how to sabotage a country economically. It's unbelievable, except it's totally believable. Yeah, guys, now I'm feeling sleepy and now I have to go. Nice to oh. meet you, Sam. Yeah, well, well, now this is just now this is basically the Dave show. <laughs> two Daves. <laughs> yes, two Daves. Dave and Dave. Dave and Dave, Pink, and let's just think. Hey, that rhymed. Yeah, Dave. Dave let's just think. It's just what happened to Pink and Blue? Why is she like there? She's like the United Nations, just there. <laughs> she keep she's between us, keeping us at peace. <laughs> yeah. 
United I don't Nations, think that's what the United Nations United does. Nations I think a, United Nations is such a failed agency, bro. Really. Absolutely. Well, and it isn't it just another uh, extension of the military, the U.S. military, really? The all Western militaries, right? Yeah. It's not that. It's not like the East. It's not like the East is going to do much about it, anyways. East has, East has to overcome crippling poverty first before they even enter into some kind of uh, outside interference, right? If you look at the East, like look at, you know, it's, it's like Africa at this point is almost done, other than few countries who are thriving, right? South Africa used to be a great country, but they are gone, you know. And look at Asia. Well, Gaddafi was on the on the Gaddafi was on the verge of transforming Africa. He had um, he had come up with a currency that he wanted all of Africa to use called the gold dinar. So he was going to revert back to the gold standard. He was going to start selling Libyan oil only in gold. Um, and he had also built what was, what was being called the eighth wonder of the world, the largest uh, water pipes ever manufactured on Earth. He had two of these that was uh, because underneath the Sahara Desert is the world's largest water aquifer. So he tapped into that and was piping water to create a, um, a fertile agricultural zone many times larger than the Central Valley of California. So it would have been enough food to, to feed all of Africa and then some and have exports. And then with uh, going to the gold standard, you know, Africa would have been on a whole new level. But, but what did the U.S. military do? Killed him. And then we bombed those water pipelines like, oh, hell no, you can't feed those hungry people. Wow. In the name yeah, I mean, of uh, "quote unquote" democracy, so that that's complete act of terrorism. You know what I realized about the America, like from the outside perspective, you can have the best military in the world, but if you don't have a strong leader, you will not know how to use it. It's like having a massive dick, but you don't know how to yeah. use it. Yeah, you mentioned <laughs> something about. about you mentioned something about yeah. the current leadership. Uh, it's it's unbelievable, man. We've got a senile eighty-year-old dude as president and he's just a complete puppet right so i don't know at least make it less obvious talk to you guys later yeah yeah take care bye brings us to the end of this episode thank you for tuning in and as usual if you're digging what i'm doing picking up what i'm throwing down please do share with friends and on social media if you're on apple podcasts please leave a review thank you until next time